All right, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Chopping It Up with P. Scott. I'm Prescott Kelly. Today is Tuesday, April 25th. Glad to have you back with us. Jimmy Buckets continues to be Jimmy Buckets. Playoff Jimmy is alive and well. The New York Jets also continue to do New York Jet things. Was Cam Newton right? I think Cam Newton was right. And that's actually where I want to start. Before we get into it, make sure you like, share, subscribe, hit that follow button, get the notifications on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Hide your kids, hide your wives. Cam Newton was right. So Cam has been on record recently saying that he's okay with being a backup quarterback. He'd still like to be a starter, but he's accepted the role of backup for certain quarterbacks, which for me actually speaks a lot of volume to like not character might be a little bit much of a stretch, but for him kind of realizing his mortality in a sport that doesn't allow us to do that when you're a quarterback, because Tom Brady has broken and ruined all of the math. Like people just think that you can play until you're 40, just because we see Matt Ryan into his late thirties, just because we see Ben Roethlisberger in his late thirties, Drew Brees, just because you're there doesn't mean you're good. But because Brady has been good over 40, we just think that everybody can do it. Nope. That is not how any of this works. So Cam at least is recognizing his mortality and it's mostly because of the way that he was used. And it's part of what made him so great in his earlier years and during his MVP year. But he has gone on record saying that there's not 32 better than me. I, I, I struggle with that because I do look at the bottom of the NFL and say, yeah, if he's there, I think that he could, he could probably do something because what, what really happened is when he went to new England, that's supposed to be the career resurrector, right? There are certain places and certain landing points where we associate you with getting back on track. It's either the Patriots overall or just Bill Belichick or like Nick Saban in college sports. If you fail as a head coach and you come from that tree or anybody's tree, really, if you fail as the guy, the head coach, you wander back over and scamper with your tail between your legs to either one of those two guys as a coordinator or an assistant. And within three years, you are back doing the same job someplace else. We also did this with, to to put it in perspective of not even just coaches, but players. Cam went there and said, well, if you can't win in New England, you're done. That offensive roster was dog. It was the worst. The only other worst offensive roster I've seen, I'd say in the past five to seven years, was the Bills roster right before and right as they got Josh Allen where they had Kelvin Benjamin, Charles Clay, and Old Sean, Ola McCoy. Look at that roster up and down. It is absolute doo-doo butter. And the Patriots wasn't much better. And they still were around 500. That is why you go to those places because you think, well, he can just resurrect his career. But if there's nobody around you, which Cam did not have, there was no offensive help whatsoever. But we... 
automatically said, if you can't win here, you can't win anywhere. Do you know who else had a resurrecting career when he went there? Was Randy Moss. We wrote him off. We wrote off Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton can still play, but we wrote up. I'm going back to Randy Moss for a moment because when he got dealt to the Raiders, everybody said, you're trash now. No, you played with a quarterback, a organization, and a roster all together. Oh, and now we're just going to, and they traded him for nothing. He went to the Patriots for nothing and then put up like infinity billion touchdowns because he had the greatest quarterback ever. All of this is circumstantial. This is why I'm telling y'all, y'all, we need to slow down. He says he's better than 32 starting quarterbacks. I believe that he probably is better than, he didn't say he's better than all 32, but he said he's better than some of them, which I still think he is depending on what circumstance he gets into. Blaine Gabbert is on a roster. The Kansas City Chiefs sign Blaine Gabbert. That man has absolutely no reason being on NFL roster. The fact that he and a Hoyer and a McCown always seem to live rent-free in the NFL absolutely drives me insane. Like, how do we as a society have to happen? Like, I'm not blaming you personally, but you did this. Not, not you, y'all. Y'all did this. Blaine Gabbert? Oh, dog. Like, I don't know why I'm so worked up. Like, I'm not even a huge cam defender. I'm not, but when I see the words Blaine Gabbert come across my timeline and it shows that he has a roster spot, and what do NFL fans always say? Well, let's just go ahead and let the other guy, like, let the, the, the young guy play. Why would you let the young guy play? Go ahead and draft a quarterback. I guarantee you he's better than Blaine Gabbert. You know what? Just. Just for fun, let's go ahead and sign Sage Rosenfeld. Let's just go ahead and do that. Like, I'm just throwing random ass names out there. It's Blaine Gabbert. How? Y'all did this. Y'all did this. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. All right, moving on. The New York Jets continue to do New York Jet things. Man, what, what are they doing? Like that's a legitimate, serious question that I'm offering to you, the audience, because what they're doing is the epitome of small energy. It's we're tired of being baby brother. It's we're tired. We want to win the off season. Cool. You are now officially the old Washington football team, but now of the AFC East instead of the NFC East. That's what you are now. You're just trying to win the off season. You overachieved one year and you got that small energy of, well, let's just go get 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Now, this is not saying that I feel like Aaron Rodgers is completely done because now we did say in the previous segment that not everybody can play until they're 40. I believe that Aaron Rodgers still can. He did have a down year. When you lose Devontae Adams, that tends to happen. But they were he was still relatively good. But when you trade for Aaron Rodgers, you sure as better have 
the complete roster that you know is good. They are going off a one-year sample size of overachieving and saying, we're all in, baby. This is who we are and this is what we do. If you don't win your division, you're not making the playoffs. But everybody's throwing their hands up and saying, like, the Jets are finally here. Let's slow it down for a moment. Do you still think the Bills are better than the Jets? Do you? Do you think the Dolphins are? I still put the Patriots. Like, I, I don't, I cannot not trust Bill Belichick to still be relatively competent and competitive. But if you don't win that division, you aren't making the playoffs. Because let's just say hypothetically that the Bills do win the AFC East. They were, they've been favorites to win the Super Bowl the last two years now, which I don't as a Bills fan drives me absolutely up the wall because what would make you think that they're supposed to win a Super Bowl when they've never done it? Now they have some AFL championships right before the merger, but what would suggest you to believe that you can 100% trust Josh Allen in the playoffs? What would make you believe that they're supposed to win a Super Bowl when they don't have one? Isn't that insane to you that they continue two years in a row now, to be Super Bowl favorites. But they are, I would imagine, still going to win the AFC East. But this is something I've been preaching on the show forever, is that if you don't win your division, it's still really, really tough to make the playoffs, even though they've added another spot. Unless you play in an absolute division like the AFC South, good luck in the AFC, like, collectively. Because somebody has to represent one division. Like it, it's, just, it's just going to happen. So if we go AFC South, let's just say it's Jacksonville. Just for the sake of argument, let's just keep it with Jacksonville. We know the Chiefs are the best of, uh, the best team in the AFC West, but the AFC North is where things get really convoluted because all the teams in that division are good. Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, they are all good. And if you're fighting for three playoff spots, whoever doesn't win that division, they're still making the playoffs. I, you can throw whatever team you want to in there. One of those teams is making the playoffs. If you go out West, the Broncos, I, look, I'm not trying to be a hot take guy. They are going to be better than they were last year. And they're probably going to be a, a 10 or 11 win team. And they might make the playoffs. Good luck. Just because you got Aaron Rodgers does not guarantee that you are like, if you absolutely have been winning, if you've been winning 10, 11, 12 games every single year for the past five years, you're like, God, the only thing holding us back as a quarterback, that would be one thing. That is not who you are though. And not only that, okay. Like that, that's more of a micro look at this. Like this is, this, that's a very short term approach. I like to look at things from multiple angles. So I'll give you the short term play. It doesn't look good, man. Now you might, you might, you might go 13 and four. I don't see it happening, but there's always the chance for it. I never want to say never. But the biggest thing is the long-term play for this is absolutely stupid. Because the first round swaps, we went over that yesterday because I was doing it in the moment live and I'm like, look, this, this, it doesn't make any sense. And as I sit back and look at it, it still doesn't make any sense. So you traded first round picks who cares? 13 and 15 is not a big difference. It's not like you're going for even going from three to one can be exponential. That can be a huge factor, especially if you're getting like some kind of transcendent quarterback, right? A corner or edge, something. 
But you're not doing that. You're picking the middle of the first round where everybody's still good. It just, again, circumstantial, depending on where you go in coaching, like that's going to matter. But going from 50, like 13 and 15, like the holdup was ridiculous because you're just swapping ancillary picks in the first round and the later ones. Like you gave up some fourth and fifth and sixth rounders. The only thing that really matters is that conditional second rounder that can potentially become a first rounder. But the, the picks to me aren't what matter. Sometimes you can hit, sometimes you won't. That's part of the game and part of the gamble that you do with these draft picks. But when you make a play for Aaron Rodgers, what are you going to do after this season? Because he is 38. Now, if you believe that he can play until he's 45 because you believe that, you're going to really extend Aaron Rodgers and give him a three, four, five year deal and have to pay him another hundred and hundred and fifty plus million dollars. That doesn't seem very smart, does it? Or are you saying, yeah, we're in it for one year. Regardless of what your thought process is, they're both stupid. Because if you're going to extend him and pay him that kind of money, you, you're paying for the name of Aaron Rodgers at that point. You're not paying for the now. You're paying for what he has been. And if you do all this to go all in, you're not there. The Jets continue to do Jet things. And it's not just the Jets. It's, it's, the, it's both New York teams that don't actually reside in New York. The Giants paid Daniel Jones because they're idiots. And the Jets traded for a guy who's almost 40. And what is your long-term plan? I understand the fact that you want to win a Super Bowl now. Like the Rams have somewhat caught some heat and also they get praised because, hey, let's win a championship. At least they got it, right? They got their ring, which is one of the reasons why I say like we, we as fans are spoiled. Like there's nothing ever good enough for us. We either A, we're always looking for the rebuild and how do we get better for the longevity, or we got to win right now. It's really tough to balance both of them. Very few teams do it successfully. And do you really think that the Jets are one of those teams to be able to do both? Because even though I talked a lot of about my bills earlier, the Jets haven't really been good for a long time. Back-to-back AFC Championship games with Mark Sanchez. That was a long time ago. We don't think it's that long ago. It was a long time ago. When I look at continued success, I think of teams like the Patriots, like the Ravens, like the Steelers. For the most part, like Green Bay. These are are squads that every single year essentially win 10 games. There's There's a down year every once in a while, but we associate them with These guys are well-run organizations. The Jets have not been that. We don't don't do word association with winner and Jets. It will be fascinating to see, though, because I really don't know what the Jets' plan is long-term for them. I just think it's a dumb move overall. I understand if you were. If you were in this win mode now and you thought you were so damn close and you've been winning 12, 13 games, but you're just losing. Like, Because the, the the Bucks were essentially like they weren't that good. But the Bucs had a crazy roster before they got Tom Brady. They were like, that's the only example I can give you of when a team says they're a quarterback away, they were literally only a quarterback away. The Jets are not just a quarterback away. 
I am going to be fascinated to see what they do going forward with Rodgers because it doesn't, it seems very short-sighted on a very short sample size. And are you going to extend him? I feel like if you're making this move, you have to. But if you do that, you're really dumb. Man, the Miami Heat better put a statue of Jimmy Butler outside of their arena. I have no idea what it's called now. I feel like it's changed names like 42 different times. Same thing with like the Lakers. But they better do something for that man. Jimmy Butler is one of those guys that I don't think we're really going to fully appreciate until he's retired. And that's usually how most things work. We don't appreciate anything in the moment. We're just looking for the next best thing. I have, I've always found it fascinating, though, of how we perceive Jimmy Butler. And it always depends on what we're feeling that day. And it isn't really even just like us as fans. It also has to do with the people who are bringing the news to us because they don't have any accountability for what they say. They, they have it take every 14 hours and they get to change it based on how they feel. And nobody really remembers it. There was a time in Chicago where we said, well, you can't win with Jimmy Butler because he's inefficient. He doesn't shoot the three. Well, all right, well they were good when they had him and then they fell off. You can't win with him in Minnesota except for they made the playoffs. And when he was in Minnesota, it's, He's a cancer. Whoops. Maybe Carl Anthony Towns is just soft. Maybe that's what it is. And now that we're removed from, again, now that we've removed him from that situation, now we kind of see, oh yeah, Cat's skilled, but maybe he is soft. Jimmy Butler goes to Philadelphia. You can't win with him there. Maybe he's just really good at basketball and winning championships are really hard and we need to stop doing this stupid that we do all the time where just because you don't like somebody in the moment that they are the reason why you're losing because everywhere that he's gone he's won he doesn't have a ring yet but he dragged Miami to a finals appearance a few years ago he dragged them to an Easter conference finals last year I know that Giannis is still hurt but Jimmy Butler with free throws and mid-range jumpers and drives the hoop is willing Miami to a 3-1 lead over Milwaukee. It's just so convenient for everybody to switch the narrative on this dude. It's when when they're when they're great, it's ah Jim, it's Jimmy Buckets. When they're bad, can't win with him. He's a cancer. Nah, the guy's just a hooper and he's good at what he does. I made the same exact kind of assessment with Devin Booker the other day that he can hoop. And I can always, I always knew that I can see that from him, but just because the Suns were trash doesn't mean that he's trash. And it's kind of the same thing with Butler. He gets this bad rep because you know he can be abrasive, but the guy is a crazy good basketball player. And it's not until he's done. Are we going to fully appreciate not just what that man has done, but how he has done it. All right, so we're going to head out of here pretty quick, but I want to get into P. Scott's picks because I did miss out on it yesterday. Didn't do it. That's on me. That's my bad. So let's go ahead and see what we can do to hopefully make you guys some money. So once again, we are now 6-6 six and six on the NBA playoffs. 500. We'll do better, I promise. Now, there is one fun bet that I want to do before we actually get into this, and that's going to be a long play because since... Aaron Rodgers has been traded. There's a lot of Aaron Rodgers prop bets. 
Now, this is per Bavada. They have the under over of wins for the Jets at nine and a half. I'm taking the under. I think they win less than nine and a half games, so nine or less. That is plus 155. Okay, so just throwing it out there for you guys. I'm playing that bet. I don't know how much you guys want to wager on it, but that's what I would do. Now, back to the association. The Hawks and Celtics are playing. The Celtics have a chance to close this thing out. They are 13 and a half point favorites. That's a huge number. But I know that they're way better than the Hawks. They kind of let one get away from them. I'm not touching the spread on this one. I've been a big proponent of taking the underdogs when I see these huge numbers. But because if you're hot, you can get blown out. And if you're not, like you, that, that it's a it's a wrap. You don't really have a whole lot of of leeway to come back in the game. So I'm not going to take the spread on this one, but the over under is 230 and a half. I feel like it's going to get slowed down a bit more. I don't see. I I think that both teams still hit over 100 or in that ballpark. I'm taking the under 230 and a half. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Denver Nuggets. I have the Nuggets winning this one, but I would take the Timberwolves plus 10. Also, we have the Clippers and Suns. This one's going to be interesting. Now, the Suns are a 12 and a half point favorite. Again, no Kawhi. There is no Paul George. This thing could get ugly. They might get some cheap buckets at the end. I'm not willing to put my money on that, though. Once again, I'm taking the under at 224. So the under 224. Tell you what, let me go ahead and put this music down real quick and I'm going to place this bet and tell you exactly how much that will pay you out because I like to do that too. I like to tell you, hey, let's do this and how much it could potentially win you if you do this to a T. So based on those three games, that is a plus 596, which means if you wager $100, that is a 596 winner. So once we get on the microphone next week, because I do have to work the next four days, there's a chance I might be on the microphone tomorrow before I start work. We did that last week. I'm starting to get run down, though. We'll see if we can do that, though, if I can get some energy back in me. Anyway, plus 596 if you want to hit that parlay. And with that being said, we are going to go ahead and hang it up for today. Make sure you check out my boy Matt Zabrowski of the Clearly Unclear podcast on Spotify. My dude Dolo J of the Kicking It Dolo podcast on YouTube. Tell your friends, hide your kids, hide your wives. Make sure we share, like, smash that five-star review wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. You know the drill. Stay up, stay blessed. We'll catch you guys on the next one.